regarding Roger, an oral exploration of Dark Side of the Moon, then, and Redux, with Chaz and Wolfie. Why Roger? Why? Why Roger? Why? Regarding Roger. The duck, they're, I don't know, they didn't charge. Um, sometimes what they do is like f five bucks or t like 10 bucks, but you get a drink ticket. Okay. So just to make sure that people spend something. That's nice. Well, I, I'm in perform. I'm, we're performing here in Northern Colorado. This is the, I believe we are number 48 on the list uh, of uh, uh, states where uh, lowest paying, worst conditions for live musicians. Colorado. So yeah, we've been, even in the bars here, we've been getting pretty regularly a hundred bucks a guy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah it's not bad for, nice. for a, for a bar gig. No. The rate here. How many hours are you playing? How long are you playing? Three. How long is that Two set? Sets. Three hours? Three Two hours. sets, three hours. Um, the um, the private gigs out here are more like two to three hundred a guy most of the time. Okay, that makes sense. Private gig, sure. And the mm -hmm. bars are, mm -hmm. you know, a hundred bucks or less a guy. Yeah. But we've been getting a hundred pretty regularly, but often less. But But, you know. So, you know, somewhere between 250 and 400 for the band, something like that. Okay. Yeah, we, the best we've done, I want to say, uh, in the bars per guy, uh, and we've only been together a year, right, in terms of performing live as a band, um, <laughs> which it counts out here. Um, I want to say 50 bucks a guy, 60 bucks a guy, like the best in a bar. And a private gig, um, maybe twice that i'm trying to remember but we kind of said ah it was the guy's friend and we were just like ah we don't need the money kind yeah. of thing so that's what we would have made per guy so shh, don't say that out loud because just should be like what <laughs> it's like right around, the, right around the time when that would have been nice to have some cash in the pocket but uh fucking uh yeah maybe i'll talk about this with gary on the other podcast uh he'll be in uh, he was yeah the, hi the highest uh the, but that was it. You know, like the, that was the, the upper echelon. Um, you know, really full time pros that play private gigs. Not mm -hmm. not the band leader, but people who play weddings, people who play country clubs. You know, big private gigs. Right? They'll get four hundred yep. for the gig. I got. Oh, so so for you to play with the privates, you get about four hundred. Yeah, is if I play with my privates, yeah, <laughs> four hundred. Wow, shit. Where does it always so, fucking end up there? Where you, where, and then do, when you're done, do you go pick up a fucking Nathan's and some ketchup? A little bit of Coke? Yep. Jeez, like right yeah, back I'll, at it. I'll get a hot dog and a Coke. <laughs> you know what? Why not, right? Especially down at the duck. You get hungry after duck. a gig, right? Do they, do, will, do, will they feed you at the duck? Will you get a duck dog? Do you get a dirty old duck dog? Do they just put one on the house for you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's they lay one of those. They lay one of those. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> they didn't feed us. I would say they don't lay one of lead us. They don't. Can't even say it. I knew it. See, I won't. Most, I won't do it. Most of the the gigs will give you free drinks, and some of them will give food. All right, but the duck. I would say like on you. 
I don't think I, I don't know if we got I don't think we got anything, but we did get a hundred a guy. But I don't know if we got any food or drinks at the time. No, all right. Well, you um, would have thought they might have thrown in a dirty duck dog. Yeah. Um, oh, but, oh, hey, yeah. R.I.P. Our old buddy Eddie Fatfinger Perez. Uh, that was the man with the dirty duck dogs. He was all about. Let's go down to the duck and grab a dog. Okay. R.I.P. Yeah, I remember okay. at the Chinese place he used to like to get the. Uh, the wings, but that's not a buffalo wing. It's just a, you know, fried chicken. Oh, well, that's a different kind of wing now. We're not talking. Well, okay, hold on. So fried he would get, wing. What kind of wing? Get, hold on. Wait. I didn't finish. A Chinese place. Is you sure it he, wasn't duck? No, no, it was it was chicken. So he would and I never I chicken didn't, at a cave? I didn't wasn't chicken at a cave. I didn't get either of these ever at Chinese places, but Eddie Perez uh salsa instructor and conga player extraordinaire uh he would get the shrimp fried rice and the chicken wings that was his go-to the chicken wings but how did he eat the wings how were they prepared they're just just deep fried and they didn't have any sauce okay so no sauce. just like fried oh, chicken so like Basically chinese, fried chicken. chinese restaurant wings why did he do that you think it was just the thing that was the, you know that was what go if we can maybe bring out the seance table here, you want to grab the Ouija board? Say, yo, fat fingers. Yeah. Yo, Eddie. Eddie, the Concus. I've got JPD Studios. So, yeah, there were the studios there at JPD, I think, in Stanford. He and I recorded. He was on a couple of our Fat Al recordings, fatal, as it were, back in the day, which have since all evidence of has been destroyed. But anyway, story for another day. Um... R.I.P. Eddie. Yeah. I don't know why he would have eaten his wings that way. So that's why I was waiting. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. The, the board is vibrating. What's it saying? It's saying? It's saying. No, he just, he just liked the beer. Okay. It was all about the beer. I'm seeing like, yeah, cerveza. It just keeps sitting. Oh, he wants a beer. Ah, that's Eddie. Oh. All right. There you go. That's fucking it. He's here. All right. Spirit of Fat Fingers with us tonight. Maybe by the end of the show, we'll figure out what kind of wings he was into at that Chinese place. Because now that's kind of a new wrinkle. Not even thought about like different the Chinese wings. Well, because you got the Mona Lisa, which is your classic buffalo in air quotes wing. But now in the wing, we, we have to kind of go back up a level in our taxonomy here. Right. Let's go back up. Take it up a little a higher. Level. Uh, take it up a level. The wings. You mm-hmm. got... Buffalo wings. What other kind of wings? I'm not a way big wing guy here behind, beyond, you know, the bone. Well, a lot of the places um, have different sauces besides buffalo style. So I think we've talked about this before. They do so a really teriyaki in the sauce. Okay, so do you think that that's what was going on at the Chinese place? No, I think my recollection was that it was just like if you go and get fried chicken, like Kentucky fried chicken. Fried chicken. Fried chicken. Except and it, it just wings. came out. And it was just wings. And he just got it at the Chinese place, because why not? It's great. Because they got a lot of chicken in the place, and he likes that shit. Yeah, and maybe he even dipped it in some of the duck sauce. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Okay, he's saying, yep, and he's saying cerveza. He just keeps saying cerveza. Which is Espanol for beer? I think it is. So, uh, you know, oh, wait, 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 what? I don't, what's the Spanish word for cigarettes? What? The dude is looking for beer and cigarettes. My gosh, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. I bet he's he's dancing right now. He's giving some lessons. He's like, I need a break. I need a smoke and a beer. That's fair enough, right? 
God knows that's, that's like tough Eddie. work. That kept him like thin. Eddie. Kept yep. him thin for years, right? That man, he was so smooth, right? And I say smooth. He was the smoothest. He was. He was a smooth character. He was a lot of. He fun. was a smooth operator. Oh, he was. Oh gosh, he was so much fun. But hey, uh, now that he's playing up in the great gig in the sky, I'm so happy to report tonight for our audience that we are on track five, great Which gig is, in the sky. That's uh, why we're here. Uh, Ricard. And that's why Roger. we're talking about Eddie. That's why we're here. Because someone's in a great gig in the sky tonight. And he's the only guy that we know mutually recently that's done that. So you like how I did that? The that crowd is going clever. fucking nuts. Very they clever. cannot believe how we tied the recent death of a friend and a colleague and a duck dog enthusiast. And now, as we know, a fucking wingman. Now we know that fucking Eddie Fafinger Perez was it's a all coming together. Too. It's all come together, and we are regarding Roger tonight with the great gig in the sky. And I'm so fucking happy. Why? Track number if for five. nothing else. Well, if for nothing else, Greg, we're halfway there. Wow. Yeah. We're listening to R R R five, as I like to call it. R R R five. Is that what it is? R R R five. I like that. R R R. Or triple R five. Triple R five. R3. Oh, that sounds better. R R cubed. R cubed. R cubed. Yeah, but the, then like putting R-cubed. a five after that doesn't sound so good. So I think triple R five. Why, oh, R cubed to the fifth. This no. is episode five. Track five, right? What? So what is it when it's not? It's not. So to the fifth power. What's that called? To the fifth. To the fifth. Okay. Well, here have a fifth. I got my Raj brow. I got. Uh, Do you have a, a mint cake? Tonight, no. Oh, wait, do we? Whoop. Romney's Kendall, Romney's mint cakes. Here they are. Have you had one today? No. What variety are you going to have? I've had, You've been I've waiting. I've had two of them. You've had, had two one, of them. One of the white, one of the brown. Okay. Have you figured out yet what's the secret in the ingredient? Brown? <laughs> the secret ingredient <laughs> in the brown. That, you, why, you, uh, clearly, you know what? Is that yeah, a little stain on your lip there? Ah, uh, you might have been—you might have been hitting the varietals when I haven't been around, huh? <laughs> it's in your teeth. It's in your teeth, like those—the blue cakes. See, I still—I haven't gotten rid of this yet. This nice blue. Yeah, it'll be gone soon. Yep. The brown acid and the yellow snow. The brown acid, the yellow snow. Oh, oh man, how do you like? You know what? The Frank Zappa. Just love me some Frank Zappa, don't you? Yeah. The yellow snow reference just could not let that go. So miss that. I love just hearing that bouncing around in the headphones there. The that yellow was from, snow uh, sweet. from episode four. The yellow snow sweet, as it were. Yes. Episode four, because now we are in EP five or RRR five. Triple R five. Triple R five, R cubed five, and it is the great goddamn gig in the sky. So that's why I've been really excited to and even thought through like what could we do? And we have now got a seance going on, the great gig in the sky. Our man Fat Fingers is here, looks to look in for a fucking survey. How do you or oh wait, here, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying. Did you board? Bartender. Where Okay, yes. Jose Cuervo? Where the fuck is that coming from? Jeez. Wow. He has not changed at all. I was gonna, I'm all in for The Ouija board now. speaks. Well, yeah. It says he's asking for Jose Cuervo now, too. Fuck. All right. All right. He's here. We've summoned him. We have to do it. So, the great gig in the sky. Let's go back to episode four, though, because you have a way of, at some point, 
coming back and saying, Chaz, time out. Can I digress for a moment? And that could be on a varietal of subjects. So tonight, I'm sure I'm going to ask for the digression back to episode four. Mm. Where, where are you at? What do the you regression, mean? if you what, will. The, it, you know what? Okay. Are we going to learn something from this? Should I should I took my get my machine on here? Hold on. All right. We're learning. Okay. We're going to train right now. What do you got? Let's recap. Where were you at? What are you thinking in retrospect? What do you need to clarify? I, you know, I think the, the main issue at hand for us really is, is, you know, why Roger, why still? <laughs> I think that really does sum it up. That's sum it up. Yeah. Sums it we, up. We, we haven't, I would say that so far we haven't really figured out the why. We haven't as much as he has actually told us why, and he will again tonight tell us why and what he's doing with these songs, oh, yeah. but we're still not there as to the actual, I'm not feeling it like there's something urgent or important, like even if like if the first message. You know what I almost feel like, Chaz, at this point, is What's if that? Roger had said, you know, I'm getting up there in years, I've been thinking about Dark Side of the Moon. And I just want to give you some thoughts on, on you know, my, my perspective looking back over 50 years, you know, on this album. And just want to, I want to share some thoughts and perspective on, on how, you know, uh, my thinking on, on what we were trying to do, what we're trying to say, and, and how I think about it now, uh, all these years later. If he had just, you know, said, I want to share the, rather than saying, I'm going to re-record the album. That's, I guess that's I'm just going to do a podcast and give you my thoughts or maybe a small YouTube video. And here it is. Or even a documentary. Or right. Yes. I've been consuming Pink Floyd documentaries. There's so much to talk about with that band. And, 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 you know, talk about (sighs) it for, for a bit and share some clips and some thoughts and some lyrics and some other stuff and it would be cool but yeah it doesn't seem like the right approach for what he's trying to communicate was to re-record the album yeah and i'm with you in that you know he could have done something in another medium let's follow this out though because that is actually what he does a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there a lot of talkers roger talks yes he's a talker because he is the lyricist and he's always got something to he say. Likes he's always got a lot of opinions. Yeah, I don't know anyone else like that. But anyway, I digress. We digress. But reflecting on it from a you know a vantage point of 50 years, you know, that would be an interesting thing to hear him do. It would. And I would tune in. So like Getty Lee going around talking about my F in life. You know what? Roger Waters at on the road talking about what he what all um, you know, that there's really actually a very interesting thing here. We had a message with that album and nobody and you, really you got it. it. As much as you all love it. And yeah. as much as it made us the biggest fucking rock band in the world for a long period of time, they really were considered like the preeminent musicians in the fucking field, right? Um, you missed it. They you missed a there. point. So come talk to me at the Beacon Theater, and then we'll we'll talk it out, and then we'll film this, and then we'll put it online, and hey, go to your movie theater one night only, Roger Waters, sitting, you know, national event. I would have done something like that. That would have been pretty cool. 
like you know a mixed medium kind of like seems maybe like do, it would have been a, a better way to go well maybe do a couple of like new versions of the old songs like in a new kind of cool funky way with maybe some guests uh you know some big name guests right some yeah some really, that would have been fun like some really big guests that are huge Pink Floyd nuts because they're all out there, just like Rush, just like the Rush community, right? There's people who love Pink Floyd to that extent, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I just think, you know, yeah, clearly he done, wasn't trying to get other people to interpret his songs and play versions of them. He wanted to do it himself. Well, he wanted to do it himself because he wanted to control the message. And, and so far, what do we have? We have this fucking... He, so, so far, we've heard some sound effects. We've heard some new... Uh, old An old song um, some brought song into... Way back. Some old song lyrics from way back in their career, as you say. And then we've got, you know, this new uh, song that was essentially a, a, just a collection mm-hmm. of his thoughts after having a nightmare. A nightmare, yeah. Right. And and so, but I mean, like this whole thing has been prefaced by you missed the point, you missed the message. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I think there's a lot of stuff here that kind why of fills Roger, in. Why? why, Roger? It could have been a different format and probably been a whole lot more in touch with where your real Impactful. fan base is. Right? Yeah. 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 And I don't know if he was trying to get new fans or not, if that was really his motivation. I've never seen him as the kind of guy that's going for the new fans. I think he's just going for fans that dig him doing something different every time. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I think he's always played to the same kind of fan base. So I don't think it's like, you know, any he's of these other artists. Expand. No, I don't think so. Not really. And, and and if it was, you know, truly just an act of self-indulgence, holy shit, we are the suckers that have been sitting here going through the whole thing. And, and, and you know, it's fine. I mean, he certainly has every right to, if he wants to re-record the songs and, and do it a different way. Right. He thinks he has something to say. I mean, more power to him. But. Well, and, and so, right. But so far, we have we've been... We're like, not hearing no, a lot. We're like message received and we're not really getting why you transmitted this in the first place. So, sorry, I can't stop with the Rush references. So let's get to Great Gig in the Sky because this is one, and I think the other reason I've been so friggin' excited is because I saw this documentary a while ago about the woman who came in to do these soaring vocals that we will listen to. So I really want to shut up. session singer. Uh, Yes, and just listen to the song because there's a story there. And her name is Claire Torrey. And she has, uh, long story short, and we'll go into maybe the long story later that Roger won't share, but there was a, a little discussion that they had many, many years after this was recorded. I think it was in 2004 that was settled outside of uh, court like you're fond of doing. Uh, by the way, your, your attorney sent us a nice little letter here. We got it. And Cease and desist. It makes no sense. It doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. You know, <laughs> we don't need to do these things. It's fine. So we're going to sit over here. Just ask so we're nicely. Assume that you haven't researched anything, Craig. So in the meantime, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, she walked away in 2004 along with, I think, Nick Mason uh, with the songwriting credit and uh, an undisclosed uh, settlement for years of missed payments. Um, and uh, they kind of leave it at that. So now um, Claire Tory is uh, listed as one of the songwriters, the principal songwriters on this song, because what you're going to hear tonight, let's let the cat out of the bag, as you said, was an improvised um, performance that was done after many takes and, men, and, and a lot of direct direction from Roger. 
Um, and so they worked this out and she basically approached this as my voice is my instrument and I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this performance. Um, but she did it but as it was a not a musician. Written out, in other words, it no. wasn't a written out performance. She was improvising it she, and therefore she felt deserved songwriting credit for that. Well, because the treatment so that she so came up with, well, yeah, that what she came up with was truly her own approach or interpretation of the instructions that she was given. And there were people who were around who know what was said to her. But she was singing and, something that was written out by right. Roger Waters on yep. music. Yep. Uh, it was written out music right. uh, on, on paper. And she was reading that and singing what was written out. Then, of yeah. course, no. Right. But that's not how it worked, right? It didn't work that way. She went in there. She was given direction. She was told several ways that they wanted to approach it. And she just kind of went deep down in her soul and found this thing and belted this out and left all of them stunned to the point that it was basically said what happened in the studio that day was a happy accident. So ah. that's that's Roger's own admission. And a keeper. So, yes, right? Exactly. And so with that, here we go. The happiest of accidents, in my opinion, on this friggin' record is this song right here. And it is called The Great Gig in the Sky.
Wow, I heard the note that whole time. The fade there? Mm, okay, yeah. Wow, did you hear it? Man, no. so that I was... I my headphones on. Uh, you must be shrooming. Oh, well, jeez. Okay, so that was... The crowd is going nuts. Cannot fucking believe we did that. Was that one of the hardest things? I saw you squirming. I saw your face contorting. Didn't you want to just... You can't speak over that. You cannot... I'm sorry, that song could not be spoken over. Can't do the whole mook act. That would be sacrilege. Or something like that. It's, you know what? Because, my God, right? To understand that that she kind of approached that as like, I just need to go in there and nail this. This is my instrument. I just need to do this. They're trying to, you know, Alan Parsons is giving her input. Roger Waters is giving her input. They're not finding it, but the she just gets into this mindset. She goes in there, does that, and I could just imagine like the you know the the you know the, the looks. I, I could just imagine all. Could you be? Could you imagine standing there witnessing something like that? You must be born again, right? Just like, did you get that on tape? <laughs> Holy fuck! That better have been rolling. Whoa, right? I mean, I would be like, oh my Whoops. god. Yeah, crazy, right? So that was wild. And I'll tell you what, it's been so long since I listened. It was to that spiritual. Thing. It was, you know what? It was like, you know, I felt that performance, man. It was really uh, so just, I mean, the emotion dripping off of that. Where did that woman go? You know, all I do know is that as you know, listening into the headphones, especially these headphones, when I was younger, I didn't have headphones this good. So, <laughs> um, and uh I heard things there that I haven't heard, you know, because I wasn't really ever listening that intently or I haven't like forever. Um, right in the middle at 333. Yeah, faintly. And this is from the Wikipedia page. But there is someone that says, I never said I was frightened of dying. I think maybe I caught that one other time in my life, but like I really heard it and I was like, wait, someone, I thought someone was in the background at your place or something. And then I was like, oh no, wait, there it is right there. So that was that. Uh, incredible. So, what else do we hear about this? Uh, what was she paid? In uh, uh, she was in equivalent U.S. dollars about four hundred pounds from twenty twenty one. So she was paid thirty pounds a day rate, flat studio rate for the Sunday. Actually, so what they call this the standard Sunday flat studio rate of thirty pounds. Um, I want you to take these cheap motherfuckers and wipe your ass with them. She just didn't have any kind of control. She went on to work. You know, she was just a studio musician, but she worked with Roger Waters for a few years. So she was on Radio Chaos. Um, and she did another record with him, too. So, um, But it was even after that that this lawsuit happened and she got some money finally out of court, got the songwriting credit. And I'm sure everybody's still very happy. Um, you know, uh, yeah, 1987, they were performing together. So she was performing with Roger Waters on his 1999 tour. Um, let's see. Uh, well, let's see much more there. Oh, guess what? The song was used in a friggin' dull bananas commercial in 1974. Hey, oh, Bob Dole. Got any memories of Bob Dole there, Greg? What does Bob Dole have to do with Dole Bananas? That Bob Dole, Dole family, Dole Bananas. There is bananas. Bob Dole. Seriously? You, Bob Dole. Dole Bananas. You didn't know that? That's Bob Dole's Bob banana. Dole. The, Bob the politician Dole. Bob, Bob Dole, Dole is connected to the politician Bob Dole is the Dole family. Dole. Yes. You didn't know that? If you wanted no. to go over my Bob Dole oh. piece. 
Well, you know, you know our you man John Kerry. You know John Kerry. What? What's John Kerry? I mean, you know, his, if we're his saying, wife, his wife was married to a Heinz. If that's ah, what so if we're saying that, first, you know, and then he, and then he died. Senator Heinz died, and then uh, John Kerry married her after. So, and thus got close to the best brand in ketchup. And if we're saying that that's what this album is, this would be like Heinz Fifty Seven Crown song we just listened to. And then now we're going to get to the, the watered-down Vince Lombardi rest, uh, rest stop uh, ketchup version, the redux. And here's, like, the thing that I've just been waiting for, right? What the hell is he going to do <laughs> with the redux? What is he going to do to this song? Oh, my God. I could not even bring myself, me, I could not bring myself to speak over that. I can't wait to see what Roger Waters does to it. So what did you find about Bob Dole? Rob I don't see any connection to the Dole bananas. <laughs> you you not seen that that's Bob's banana? Bob Dole. Are you joking? No, man. That's Bob Dole. Dole, Dole bananas. Give Dole a chance. That has got to be. That is what it is. That's what I have. I'm, I'm telling you now. What for the Dole? <laughs> so while you look that up, I got to go over here. And look scroll up. axes on the Dole. Scroll axes Dark on the Dole. Scroll axes on the Dole. Because... We are going to witness a travesty this evening, no matter what happens. Dark side of the moon. Redux. That's the video, Riz. So what are you finding about Bob Dole and Dole Set your trap, Donald. You orders over 300 cheeseburgers to the White House. Got anything on the Dole banana? On Bob Dole? Up my yeah, I don't see any connection to Bob. None? I- Not at all. Was, it was founded by James Dole in 1999. We need to discuss your internet activities. It's an Irish uh, American agricultural multinational corporation headquartered in Dublin. Hmm. And Bob any, Dole. Doesn't seem to have anything to do with Bob Dole. Bob Dole. <laughs> Dear Mr. Waters, Don asked me to let you know that he is in hospital now has been diagnosed with a cancer in his sinus. He also asked me to tell everyone that he is not answering any letters. Best to you, Don's assistant, Kendall. And then I wrote to Kendall. Um, um, okay. So I see you're still very intent on um, getting to the bottom of the Bob Dole, Dole banana controversy. He has been erased. From the Dole banana history, Bob Dole, Bob's banana has been erased. So listen, Great Gig in the Sky is starting off with a letter that somebody wrote to Roger Waters about somebody having cancer. So uh, I have rewound this. We must give this our full attention. You're just all in on this Bob Dole thing, though. I can see it. So there, there is a massive digression coming. What else do you have on the Dole Banana Company? Uh, there's lots of stuff on the banana company, but nothing, none of it has anything to do with Senator Dole. Senator Dole. Okay. But now has anyone but you are ever correct that, that John Kerry did marry, uh, Teresa Hines, uh, who was, uh, married to, uh, John Kerry, uh, John, uh, Hines, I think his name was John also. Uh, and he was a Senator. He, he became a Senator and he was heir to the, uh, Hines ketchup, uh, family. And, okay. Yes. That is and all so. Correct. Heinz 57, so there are senators what, that 
that are connected to storied food brands, but Bob Dole doesn't seem to be one of them. Damn, man, reminds me of these chicks back in the war. We'll give you the old licky licky and fry your banana. Bob Dole's banana is not Bob Bob Dole, and Bob Dole's bananas is not a thing. Wow, I this is news. This is ground shaking. I I believe it's a conspiracy. Conspiracy. Why? I want to know why are they erasing Bob Dole from the Dole banana history? That's what I want to know. There's something to it. There's, there's something. To erase. There's something wrong. They've erased. They've erased this man. Two, two, di- two different people with the same name. <laughs> oh, oh, like our other friend, the yeah. uh, the the Borman, right? Was it Borman? Who was it? The astronaut that we discussed just last week. Borman. Borman. Right. Well, it was a different Frank Borman. Borman. That's with a B. This is. Right, and he actually went on after his uh, stint. Uh, um, in the astronaut photographs business? from the he made a fortune capsule. in the astronaut business. And then he theory. went into, uh, but he this is the guy that then went on to become a a, a pilot in a television conspiracy. Uh, and uh, well, he became uh, CEO of Eastern Airlines. CEO of Eastern Airlines. That was it. And earning his pit, wings every pitch, day. And the pitch man for the for the company. And in the pitch addition, man for the company. In addition to running the company. Right, but he was not the Borman that was involved in the boneless chicken research in Huntsville. That was a different Borman. So that was just the confusion there. So with Bob Dole, this is another thing. This Bob is Dole has been erased. That's what this is. And I want to know why. So I'm going to get I'm going to get some All right, of my you, you dig into that. All right. And, and I'm, you re- I'm thinking and there's you some max back, news Jazz. here. I'm thinking there's a maximum news story. There's there, a cover up. Saying? There's a, there there's is. A, either there's a cover up or he just happens to have the same last name as the banana people. Conspiracy. I don't I don't think that's the deal. But anyway, here's what I do know that um we got Roger Waters as I started that song saying something really, really horrible. So, wow, you know, wow, my worst nightmare has been realized. He's destroying one of my favorite songs. So, Let's I rewound it so that we could get all focused on this now because I know you're still I see you. You're Googling the, the Bob Dole connection. I applaud you for it. There's something there where there's smoke, there's fucking facts fire. Matter. I'm telling you, yes, we're gonna find matter. out, we're gonna get to the bottom of it before the end of this podcast series. We, but in the meantime, we, we cannot we cannot condone fake news on this podcast. No, and you know what? As I'm seeing here, I'm seeing now dose. Survey says, "Is this the Ouija board? The Ouija board has been vibrating over here. I wasn't watching it. This is actually this is the second is it, message. Is it is it still uh, Eddie Perez or is it now Bob Dole? No, it's it's Eddie Perez saying he he wants dose cervezas and dos and that's <laughs> yeah. Wow, look at that. He's gone from grabbing uh, duck dogs, grabbing wieners to grabbing bananas here. No." Is that what? Oh gosh! He used to uh, Eddie used to love a a good banana daiquiri. If I know, if I remember correctly, I think you are absolutely right. And but now he's looking for more Jose Cuervo too. Jeez. Okay. Wow. We really opened up a can of worms. So now we're going to the new great gig in the sky. Back to our focus. A can of Uh, worms because the worm is in the the can or the bottle, as it were. In the bottle of the tequila at the bottom. We've opened up a bottle of worms. So well, speak. maybe that's what it is. Maybe Roger has eaten one too many worms 
thinking that we would want to hear what he's about to lay down on us. Because what I heard a second ago, whoo, no, thank you. Thank do you. Do we get, but do we get more music for our money with the Redux? Is Fuck. Oh, it's 547. I what think that's about say? a minute longer than the original. Is that a minute longer? Oh, God, no. Fuck my life. So, is it? Uh, Fuck my life. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? I told you fucking uh, three, so ten, once three again, oh. Redux is the winner if we fucking only eight. judge Suck, based on my length. life. Fuck it hard. Well, good call. So glad I came to work today. <laughs> if we're just judging on length, a lot of people do. I think that's unfair. It doesn't really matter how long it is. I think you can do wonderful things and much better things a lot shorter as we've observed so far with this fucking record. I think, in fact, if he kept this one in... Me. I don't know. It's package. If he if he, he kept, to let it out is what I'm saying. The, if he kept the album in its pants, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's where I was trying to go. Like keep the mouse in the house kind of thing. Keep the vinyl in in the in the jeans. Keep the vinyl in your in your slot. I don't know. Just sit up. No, the, keep, the vinyl keep, as in the vinyl record. The vinyl record. Keep it in its uh, in slot. its sleeve. In, in its, its sleeve, in its pants, in its Jimmy hat. Yeah, <laughs> protect us, please. Put it back. Put it away. Put it away. Why did you? Why, Roger? Why? You know what? Yes, nothing's changed. We're still at Rye. Why, Roger? Why? So let's let's see what he's done. This is terrible. And maybe this will answer right. the question. Why? Uh, we'll see. Fuck. I don't know. Uh, an extra fucking minute, and it starts like this. I love that. That Dear he gives Mr. us more Waters. for our money. You like that. You're all about the value. I got to start again. Dear Mr. Waters. Okay. What about buttered, buttered sausage? Don asked me to let you know that he is in hospital now and has been diagnosed with a cancer in his sinus. He also asked me to tell everyone that he is not answering any letters. Best to you, Don's assistant, Kendall. And then I wrote to Kendall. Dear Kendall, the other night in Zagreb, at the end of the show, when I sometimes wax political, I suddenly found myself telling 10,000 Croats Don's one road story. I had no idea if they would get it. When I got to the line, there is only one road in Yugoslavia, they burst into loud and genuine laughter. I told them the rest of the story in brief, including Kirby's cancer, and reached the end. There is only one road.
I stayed in touch with Kendall. She lived a couple of hundred yards down the road from the farmhouse. Somehow Don's plan for the Eagle Farm to stay in the family never worked out and it went on the market. Eventually an estate sale was organized and Kendall kept me informed. It's a long drive. It was still light when we got there so we went to the farm and sat on the porch and chatted to a few people who were gathered there. Some ladies intent on protecting Don's legacy. Determined to at least buy his red chair and some other important stuff. I told Kendall that if it was okay with the estate, I would like a couple of bale hooks and some baling twine from the barn. She organized that. Thank you, sweet Kendall. Tears burn my eyes. My new old friend. My bale hooks and twine arrived a few months later with a color photograph of Don with Kendall. They live hooks, twine and pick slap bang in the middle of some beautiful shells we have on the landing. In pride of place alongside some mummified dragonflies and old robin's eggs. Treasured. Forever catching the rays of the dying sun at that gin rummany time of the afternoon that I love. Crossroads. Wow. Okay. That was the second hardest thing we've ever done across two seasons now. We sat quiet through a second track in the same fucking podcast. Holy shit. I need to catch my breath. Because I was like catching my breath and kind of fucking biting my tongue going through this whole thing. Um, What are your thoughts? Your initial thoughts on keep the momentum um it's just bewildering right like why is he talking about donald hall and and his cancer donald hall and somebody named kirby and a joke about there being one road in yugoslavia and everybody love that story I just uh, yeah. Apparently, Roger was performing, I guess, in Yugoslavia, and yeah, and, and he told that story, and and the and the audience thought it was it was good, but 
Yeah, and th- I found an interview from around that same time and um, not really getting a lot. Uh, Roger says, uh, Donald Hall, uh, uh, also a great poet, yeah, died tragically. Donald Hall and I shared a journey together, which is part of what brought us together because he wrote a book called Essays After 80. And one of the books was called This Is Only One Road. And it will be about him and his wife. Uh, and I guess, oh, his wife's name was Kirby and his wife died and then he died. Okay. So, but Roger's reading this letter uh, and it was Kendall. Don's assistant. So Mr. Water. Okay. So Don, he gets a letter from Don's assistant, Kendall. Oh, and yeah. then he writes back to Kendall, but then he's talking yeah. about He's Don. corresponding with Kendall about so he's things. He's corresponding and, with this Kendall. And then he seems yeah. to get some of, of Don's possessions, maybe after Don dies from the house. Eventually an estate sale was organized. Kendall kept me informed. It's a long drive, right? Because then he goes into this narrative. They stayed in touch with her, lived a couple of yards down the road, uh, went to the farm, sat on the porch, chatted. I don't understand what this people. has to, anything to do with the great gig I, in the uh, sky. Well, the great gig in the sky. So like we did early in the show, brought in, whoop, fucking, sorry, the, the Ouija board. Oh, he's getting hammered, man. Ooh, he needs another drink. a party Eddie? going on. Whoa, Eddie. He's oh, got to slow down. Dude, he's never slowing down now. Come on. He's at the Great Gig in the Sky. Fast so Eddie. He's partying, dude. Fast Eddie is partying. And so, right. Um, ah, is the only relevance here is that somebody died and he's talking about it. Just like Because us. at the beginning of the Great Gig in the Sky, they talk about dying a little bit. And that's the connection that that Don is that Donald Paul died. Do we even attempt? That seems like a very tenuous connection to build uh, a, a redux track on. Right, it does. It seems pretty thin, pretty you know, pretty flimsy here. It, it seems just, out of left field. I think is what it seems. It, I think I'm there with you. It's a little you know uh, askew. Okay, very odd. Very odd. Very odd. But now we've got Mr. Waters himself kind of getting into what the hell he was thinking. And I'm just thinking there's really, you know, it's it's a lesson in futility uh, for us to uh, go and try and figure this out ourselves. So wait the fuck. Why do I keep getting these commercials for Donald Trump gold bars? Hey, uh, let me get a few. Is there something here. you're not telling me, Jazz? I don't know what the hell's going on. Skip. Okay, great getting in the sky. Pause, please. Thank you. Okay. Well, all right. Truth is out. Yep. I'm all about some Kendall, Everest mints, and some gold bars. Are you putting your money in gold? Are you putting it in precious uh, metals? Do you have the supplies you need to live through the next apocalypse? Just want to find out. I think our our, our, our listeners might want to know where you're at. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go. After, I'm gonna go out in a blaze of glory. After the show, I want to talk to you about some special commemorative gold bars, gold oh, flavored bars. Mm. So, oh yeah, yeah, uh, gold looking bars. Gold flavored mint bars. Gold flavored looking bars, not not brown and not white. Now we've got here uh, Mr. Waters talking up. What the hell? In his own words. 
rules. Yeah, and I just think we got to go to it. We got, you know, we could Google these people all day. We're just utterly confused. What the fuck? I mean, other than I'm just okay. Great gig in the sky. People go to die. I want to say I was at the point of wanting to jump in after he started talking, but when the music came in, I actually okay. I liked the treatment. I liked that they didn't try to do what she did that they totally went the, the opposite direction with it in like this little hum kind of scat thing. That was pretty cool. Nice little, and and I love alternate versions of these songs. Don't get me wrong. Right. So this is sure. one where I would say, if we take out the part that Roger's talking and take out the part where Roger's doing his thing, what they did as musicians there. Great stuff. I would put that on at a cocktail party. It's wonderful. It's nice. Cause I think then somebody you'd be sitting there talking to somebody having maybe what kind of wings are you having at a, at a, at a, at a cocktail party, what kind of wings are you indulging in? Because obviously probably you're not doing ter- the full teriyaki. Buffalo. I'm going to say so, oh, You think they're teriyaki at a, Maybe at a garden sweet and party. sour. Sweet and sour. Okay. Okay. So you're having a nice cordial conversation and you hear in the background and you go, wait a minute, as you're eating your wing, I think that's Pink Floyd. You're like, oh it's yeah, that's treatment. great. Gig. Oh, that's nice. And you'd be listening to it. Yeah. But you don't need to hear this shit about Kendall, man. Because you know, it's not the Kendall we're talking about. I was gonna say no, no, she's not not the that's not not the the, candle. So maybe we should pause in reference. Actually, Chaz, uh oh, if Senator Dole can be the bananas guy, then Kendall from this song could be the Kendall Mint Lady. You are making light of this Dole situation. I'm telling you, where there's fucking smoke. I'm just saying, Chaz, I think you're bananas. I resemble that remark. Ah, Dole. I'm telling you, he's been erased. He's been erased, and this is the problem. We are in the fucking matrix. It's a glitch. All of our listeners are going to support me on this. They don't know where you're at on it. No. Everyone knows Bob Dole. All of our is listeners big on the bananas. Bob Dole's got his, you know, he's all about he's Bob. Got his, he's got his finger on the banana. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does Roger say with his finger on this? Let's I don't say. think Bob Dole's with us anymore. Great gig in the sky is about uh, the possibility of an afterlife. And that is why the voiceover to the new Redux version of Great Gig in Sky is a real story about me and a great friend of mine and his death. Okay, so you caught the first part. Or should I rewind it? No, I caught it. Okay, so the original track was about an afterlife. I didn't know that. Doesn't seem to be. Well, the spoken It just seems part, to be about dying. It just seems to be. It's a fucking... It's I mean, there's song. hardly any lyrics. There's no lyrics. That's what I was going to, all, right? So all, all the words say is that I'm not frightened, frightened of dying. And, you know, why should I be? There's no reason. You got to go sometimes. And then the other person, I never said I was frightened of dying. So how does yeah. that have anything to do with an afterlife? Ah, thank you very much. So you're right there with me. I'm not getting it, Raj. All right. So there's maybe a reason we didn't get the first fucking messages, Raj. Because they weren't in the first song. (laughs) Well, they weren't being communicated very well. Right. Yeah. Message not transmitted. Making up stuff about an afterlife or something. Yeah, he's all fucked up. Look at him. Now talking about his friend. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm being hard. I'm being hard. Well, he's upset me here. What's he done? No, I'm kidding. Because maybe he needs a Ouija board. You know what? 
I'm yeah, I'm trying. I gotta put my fucking my wallet away here at this point. I mean, I, I the, the Ouija board asked me the for my tab, credit the card. The bar tab is just getting dude. It, there, yeah, they wanted me to put the credit card down. So, <laughs> and there were three more drink orders stacked. <laughs> put, since put we the were credit talking. card. Well, on the Ouija board, we weren't fucking talking. So they did the stat. They were just. I was trying to keep the 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 sound down. You couldn't hear the board vibrating. What if you put the credit card on the Ouija board? And I already like, did. I just rubbed it in. And it just I, disappeared. No, it didn't disappear. But I rubbed it in. And and, and then know. and you think then if you check your statement there was no a i got a fucking text message from chase they're like is this you i'm like what it's like they're from the afterlife you're getting charged i'm like fuck <laughs> they charge you everywhere they get you coming you, and you had to say there. yes right because fuck, it i had to and apparently the charge how big how through. big was the tab jazz Eddie is partying. At this point, it's an open tab, so I don't know. So it's just they wanted to run a pre-authorization limit, and it's actually hit my pre-authorization limit. Holy shit. And, like, you know, wow, I got a massive pre-authorization limit. Fuck. All right, so Roger's going to make me drink. Let's let's see what else he's talking about. He's driving us to The death of a friend. Death of a friend. And his name is Donald Hall, and he's a poet. Poet laureate of the United States of America for however long it was. I had lunch with him one day when I went up there with a, with a friend of mine, the film producer, Bob Shea, and I met Don. I'm sorry, is he fucking name-dropping in a story about his dead famous friend? He is. He's name-dropping. The poet laureate of the United States, which, I, um, if I'm not mistaken, Chaz, didn't uh, Maya Angelou have the, hold that prestigious post as well? Did she? Did she hold did she hold his post? I think she held Donald Hall's post. After. Jesus H. Christ. It's terrible. I can't leave that in. <laughs> You're talking about Maya Angelou. How could you say that? <laughs> Jesus H. Hey, oh, getting... oh, oh! Held his post. Oh, yeah. the position of poet laureate. Oh, the post of the, okay. The job. I can the leave that post. in. Maya Angelou held his post. Yeah. What did you? <laughs> after him. What did you think I was talking about? I don't know. I mean, last week you're grabbing wieners in the fucking rest stop, so I don't know. You never know. I mean, yeah. you, you put these words together and they say something, and you just go, "Wait a minute, did I just hear that?" And then you say, yes, I did hear it, because it's Wolfie Wolf. Oh, now I understand what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> I see, now oh. I see how you mistook mis- what I had said, I guess. Oh, oh, so you, oh, you just got it. I understand. Yeah, it wasn't clear okay. what was happening. That's good. All right. Well, so Maya Angelou held that post, but he's dropping famous names. He's got all these people he hangs out with, because he's Roger Waters. He knows what it's like to be rich and famous. And he says, you know what? You don't want to be rich and famous. That's not the answer. You know, you won't have famous friends, you know, who's had their their posts held by Maya Angelou. So, you know. Okay, so I'm things. mistaken. She was not the U.S. She was never officially the U.S. poet. Oh, geez. So we have just besmirched her good name by saying yeah. that she held that. Well, I guess that wouldn't be besmirching her name. We're just making no. shit up. Yeah. For the sake of a cheap joke? For the sake what of a what joke. won't you do for a dick joke? Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go back to Raj. 
and we hit it off like that and we became a friend and I never saw him again once after that. I sat with him for about 40 minutes and then he got cancer and he died. I read his book, Essays. Fuck, lesson learned, don't go out for fucking tea with Roger Waters. Never. saying. Never. Um, there is only one road. It's in the lyrics that are put onto the new Redux version of the thing. There is only one road. And it's the road that I describe in The Dark Side of the Moon. It's from the ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom of the womb to whatever the end is. It's actually, the end is eclipse, and the eclipse is the ending of light. Be you bum, be you bum, be you bum. He was talking about the be you bum. Be you bum, be you bum. Until the very end or the crack of light. The BU bum right to the crack. Right yes, to the end. Right. To the eclipse. Wow. So. Whew, I almost feel like I need to listen to that again and dissect it piece by piece. I think what he just said was more interesting than what he provided in the voiceover. Um. Well, I mean, he, <laughs> he gives context, but I, I still don't have to see how. Yeah. It, it's not a. I mean, I guess you can redo the album and it can be completely different. Again, why redo the whole album? Just do a couple songs, throw them in with your live discussion retrospective on what you meant, what the message was, what people missed, what you wanted to say to add to it, and make it at a friggin' event. I like where you're at, you know, have a Rod Fest. You know, come on out. Like, get my 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 effing take on this album 50 years later. I'm with you, like, and and like with what we're consuming out here, it's like, oh, like, well, this content interspersed with maybe one or two retakes on an old classic would be fun, and we'd be like not doing a podcast, going, what the fuck? We would totally have gotten that. Well, we totally would have gotten it. It would have been encapsulated. It would have been a great discussion. I think many of us would appreciate it. Right. Nothing to podcast about. Well, right, exactly. But here we're like, what? There was a fu- so the first song. It was all about the afterlife. Well, okay. I guess if I was a thinking man and on acid, I'd get that. I don't know. Is that it? Is that I missed the brown acid trip? I should have taken the brown acid uh, yeah, because I maybe know. I would have gotten it. Like Sid, because the acid did in, him so in what much way good. Was that, in what way was that communicated in the original? Track? I don't know. I I'm not. I didn't hear it. I heard woohoo. Whoa! Wow! Hey, you want me to do? I, I I can sing it for you. Do you want me? To, oh, why don't we do that? Let me get a karaoke version of the original, and then I'll take a shot at it, and then maybe you. Well, maybe I'll take just half a hit of acid, and that so, could be Redux. So, uh, can I give you a little bit more uh, poet laureate um, insight? How did I know that you were going to go there? Because wait, you know- wait, wait, wait! Hold on, hold on, hold on! Fuck! Uh oh. They're asking if I have insurance? Who is? The fucking Ouija board. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Eddie. Eddie. All they right. burned the wait, place wait, down, wait. Huh? No, I don't fucking know, but there were more drink they orders stacked here. More fucking drink orders. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Poet Laureate. So I was mistaken about Maya Angelou, uh, even though she, she wasn't was... wasn't holding anybody's post. She was one of the most distinguished poets from the United States, but she wasn't the official poet laureate of the United States. 
But a guy named Billy Collins was an official poet laureate from 2001 to 2003. And I saw a presentation that he gave uh, here uh, in my hometown. Uh, Mr. Collins came to town and talked, read some stuff from one of his books, his newer books. And so I had up close and personal with a uh, poet laureate of the United States. How about that? Well, that's fucking cool. I think he's a friend of yours, and I think you should probably write a song about him. I should. And tell everyone he was your friend, even though you, you saw him that one time. And you talked, did yeah. you get to talk to him at all? No. No, but you were so struck and moved by what he had yeah. to say that he spoke to you. So therefore, you're, you're friends. You I established a I, friendship. If I'm not mistaken, I, I bought a book of his poetry for my wife. Jeez. Okay, so you committed. You even little. You've been a little further than friendship. So you really. You you put your. You you voted for friendship with your wallet. That's right. So there, you've got that going for you. So I think I can, you can and do I the can same thing Roger's him. doing here. Uh, I can recommend him to you, uh, Chaz. If you're looking for some good poetry, check out Billy Collins. I am he's looking very, for some very good amusing. Poetry. Okay. Uh, and very he's he's extremely funny and. Um, uh, easy to uh, engage with that poetry. Not, it's not, it's not, you know, very difficult. Well, can't can't the deal is absorb. coming due. So the, the limericks you can get them through the Scottish accent. You you can Billy. you can understand that stuff. Billy! Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I, Billy. He he wasn't in Monty Python, right? He came later. Billy. Uh, I guess he did. Yeah. A little bit later. Or was he with the Monty Python? Billy! He's, he's quite funny. Well, you know, this whole thing with the, that we're he was, he, he's not He's not British, though. He's American. Billy. Oh, what's his name? Know, that may be a requirement. What'd you say his name was? <laughs> Billy what? Collins. Billy Connolly. Collins. Oh, Collins. I thought you said Billy Connolly. Oh. Like Tom Collins. Billy. Oh, like the drink. Oh, is the Ouija board vibrating again? <laughs> Jesus. They're looking for Manhattans now. What's that all about? We're getting toward the end of the night? Oh, jeez. Man. Nightcap. Uh, wait, wait. Uh, oh, shit. You knew this was coming. Yeah. Bossy, hey. <laughs> oh, oh, it's happening now. That's oh, Eddie's no. favorite. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, shit. Sambuca. Black Sambuca. They, oh, man. He's buying drinks for people out there now. Unless he's drinking all this himself. Up there. At the great gig in the sky. At the great gig in the sky. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to go join uh, Roger's friend in the afterlife after listening to his little Donald, tribute. Donald. I mean, Don, I mean, okay, nice. That, But but as we even got from his, this is where this, this, this is kind of like striking me. It's just he's dropping names and doing something here. Like, why did he need to do it? So it, it doesn't seem like he was really friends with the guy. Not, no. I, I, right? First, it seemed like he was making it out like they were these really close friends. But That's he, what like, I'm talked, feeling. Yeah. He had two interactions with him in his life, it sounds right. like. Right. And one of them, the guy's on his fucking deathbed. Like, you know what? You're having coffee? Is the guy's fucking taking his last breath? I mean, what? I mean, he couldn't have been a barrel of laughs, especially if you connected with him after he wrote the book, I don't know Reflections on that. 80, or whatever it was. I don't think he was on his deathbed when he saw him, but but oh, uh, all right. He, well, he uh, might but as it, well. It was only a couple of times. What the fuck? So it's it seems odd, um, and and confusing. 
It is. Thank and I think we but, are. But on the bright side, we did get a minute more uh, of music for our money. And okay, I liked the treatment. The musical treatment, I thought, was respectful. And I think we've agreed that, you know what, if that showed up on one of Slade Magazine's 50 great samplers of other people's music, that would be cool. Like, fine. That would be like something that, like, you know, those magazines that used to do the poly bags with those great import CDs that you could only get. uh, You could get singles from some of our favorite bands, but they would only be on these magazine CDs. Remember? Yeah, yeah. I got a whole collection of stuff like that. Collection editions, yeah. Yeah, and I actually think I even have some. Uh, one of the British magazines, I think, did a tribute like to Pink Floyd, and they had a bunch of bands do Pink Floyd cover versions, and they did a CD of it. So I think I even had one of those. So this is a song I would definitely put at the top of the list, like without his voiceovers or anything with him in his voice audible at all. <laughs> the new music was pretty cool. So if we were doing thumbs up, thumbs down, I would be like, this is one of the, like, that's why I was like, ooh, let's just shut up through the second one as well, because like, it was interesting musically. <clears throat> so it wasn't the same level of respect and reverence for the first vocal performance as much as it was for just, you know, spirit of being fair. We did listen to the first version all the way through and wow, that was tough, right? No commenting. Holy shit. Yeah, we did yeah, it. yeah. We did it. So, are you are you uh, are you freshly minted? Why, Roger? Point? Why? Yeah, I think it's just uh, wow. Of all of them, I was uh, so excited, but so so profoundly confused, and then so yeah. I think that just summed it up. <laughs> There's nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing on this one. It's just nothing. This is a big nothing burger. Nice music. So anyway, some other fun facts that I had found out is yeah. that um, uh, there were some, uh, I guess, um, what was it? Hold on one sec. There was a fun fact. Yeah, so Great Gig in the Sky, as we said, was actually the first Pink Floyd song to be used in a TV commercial. And it was oh, was that with Senator Bob Dole? So, wasn't Dole bananas? After all, it was Nurofen pain pillars, uh, Nurofen painkiller tablets, Nurofen. Never heard of it. Uh, but anyway, it's probably British, right? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Dole bananas use it too. Ah, uh, yeah. I gotta get me some of those Bob Dole bananas, though. I could really go. <laughs> I could really go for one of those. <laughs> so anyway, as I was looking at this, uh, as it turns out, um, uh, as crazy as it is, apparently with the fortune, the, the tidy sum that they made with Dark Side of the Moon, some of the money was taken by some of the people in Pink Floyd and sent over to fund a couple of Monty Python movies. Um, and then, as you know, as we all know, that uh, British rock royalty had a long history of supporting Monty Python. I did not know that Pink Floyd was among that crowd. So, uh, just an FYI. So, uh, wait. That's whoa, a fun um, fact. It is a fun fact. I think I'll end up cutting that one. It wasn't so much fun. I had a way to bring that in. What band founded Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Was that? No, that was no. That was Zeppelin, Floyd, and Genesis. 
George Harrison was funding Monty Python. So some fun Pink Floyd trivia. Um, wait a minute, I have one more thing. It is not important. We are through five tracks, and we are still saying why, Roger, why? And it's like at, at the point, it's like it's even getting contrived to find anything to say about this. At this point, it's like, no, we're firmly in the why the fuck are we going through this camp? Um, did we ever why get we here, here with Lulu? Did we get this with Lulu? Lulu was always still interesting, even though it was like, you know, uh, horrifyingly interesting at times. Did we yeah. get to a place where we're like, we're really like, what? I don't, not sort of. I mean, there was a little bit of, of why, Lou, why, but um, there was also, it was just well, we, weird, right? And it intense. was weird. It was weird oh. and intense. Yes. And then we found out why, and then it made sense why it was so weird and intense. We're still, other than this story that this is an old man who's reflected back on life, figured out we didn't get what he meant on the first album, and he's trying to tell us now, I'm not getting what Lou, Lou clearly was pissed off at life, had a lot to say about it, and fucking did it in a very angry way. And so that yeah. statement was pretty loud and clear. Roger here is not. So he is that watered-down fucking ketchup, you know? I think we got to give Mr., you know, the, the, the first time through. You know, goes to John Kerry's ex-wife, man. You know, the Heinz family. That's royal ketchup. There you go. I, w- I uh, we were in uh, Pittsburgh a few years back, um, and um, my wife got family in Pittsburgh, and we we went to the Heinz Museum. Yes, you've shared this before. Oh, I have. Okay, I'm, now I'm repeating myself because I'm an old man. You are, because then I was going to ask you if it's anywhere near the Duquesne Incline, and then we were going to talk about uh, Free you know River what? Stadium. You're, right. and You're absolutely right. Now Ooh. it's all coming back. Okay. <laughs> Just like uh, Bob Dole's bananas, you see? We cannot do this. We cannot do this. I'm telling you, they have purposely erased Bob Dole's banana history from your mind. But yes. it's there, and we're going to restore that by the end of this podcast. We'll restore it. And, and, and actually, I'm getting, I'm getting word from our friends at the <laughs> apparently so this is like on the underside just like that show Stranger Things he's actually at the fucking duck but it's in the underground or in the the what's it called oh shit great beyond no it's not hold on uh hold on. this is you're talking about Eddie Fast Eddie yeah yeah he's at the Black Duck Cafe except it's not the one here in the- Eddie Perez, get this, Greg. Eddie yeah. Perez, it's coming through the fucking Ouija board right now, is at the Dirty Dog Duck. He's at the Duck, but it's in the Black Upside Duck Down. Cafe. The Black Duck Cafe. He is back, but he's in the, in the upside, upside Down, down like fucking Stranger Things. And it's right there. It's right there. It fucking, you're, he's right there in your hometown. He came back. He came back I don't know, dude, but at this point, I have closed it out. And they are looking to party some more. So they took your card off the Ouija board. They are, they are, yes. And they're in the upside down in Westport. And if you're familiar with the movie, if there's a fucking portal there, you better look out because he look, he is still looking to party. And now he's pissed that I took the card away. Oh does boy! He have, does he have the conga drums with him? Dude, I don't know, but if there's a portal, you better look out. If there's mm-hmm. a gate, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Wow, oh my gosh. How cool so would that be if, if, if Eddie, 
if we if we at our next gig, that if Eddie comes up with the conga drums right up into the into the Black Duck Cafe. From well, there. dude, that answers the question though. He was not in the great gig in the sky. That's not where our man is partying right now. What's going Different on? Different direction. Woo! Uh oh. I think the night took a turn for the worst. Wow. And you know that never happens with our man. R.I.P. Oh, fat finger, Eddie Perez. I tell you what, yep, that tab is cleared. They're moving on. We're de- are we dedicating this uh, episode of uh, we are. regarding Roger Redux to uh, our to old pal, our buddy, our old pal Eddie, who is a uh, uh, salsa that, legend that, and and conga player, conga extraordinaire. extraordinaire. And man, what he did to fatten out our sound and to just bring a lot of fun to our day. We used to work with him too. A lot of joy. He was, a lot of he was great. He was. He's a good man. So R.I.P. Mr. Perez, wherever you are, but we're sure it's at the great gig in the sky. Just fucking the black duck in the the duck. He's I yeah, I'm telling you, yeah, for real. We notice. We know Eddie. Yeah. He wants to be at the great gig in the sky, but we know where he is. <laughs> yeah. So- one of the things we learned is that Roger Waters is telling us that the Greg gig in the sky is about the afterlife. Apparently. And so, hmm. so I guess he's correct in saying that people didn't understand right. what Dark Side of the Moon was about. The great gig in the sky. I don't think we got that from Great no. Gig in the Sky. We didn't. I mean, you know, you wouldn't think that he was signaling with the title of the song or anything. But you know, yes, it's it's about the afterlife, and you know, um, in a profound way through the title, which it I think it had working titles. The first working title was called Scat, um, according to uh, Claire Tory. So I mean, in certain circles, Scat's not something you want to be calling anything. I think they no, were looking that's... for. A scat vocal performance, perhaps. That's uh, like know. that's like a Kendall Romney Brown mint cake. <laughs> right yeah. You haven't figured it out yet. Still doesn't taste like chocolate, huh? Hey, no chocolate mm. you've had before. Huh? <laughs> well, I, c- I can't quite put my finger on what that taste is. Yes, it's <laughs> the great gig in the sky. Well, I hope it's not going to send you there. I hope that's not what you're figuring out. So, okay, well. Um, why didn't he just call it, you know, rocking with St. Peter at the pearly gates and say it's about the afterlife? Why didn't he? I mean, I mean, know, I guess, great I gig guess in the, the sky. Title, the title. That's yeah, all. That's right? what I'm saying. That's all it fucking says is the great gig in the sky. Okay. Yeah. So we all know that's where John Bonham and Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and Eddie Van they're all playing the great gig in the sky. But that's really about the afterlife in the context of, don't forget. It all starts at be you bum, be you bum, and it ends at dawn's crack. Or, I'm sorry, at the crack of dawn. Yeah. So it starts in the bum and ends at the crack. Starts and in, in between. The bum and ends in the crack. <laughs> right. You got Bob Dole's banana uh, controversy going on, and you still need to get to the bottom of that. And the brown that. mint cakes. And the brown mint cakes. So I think between all this stuff and, you know, what we've been enjoying tonight orally, we're just fucked. I mean, come on. Here we go. We're going to go through the Deep Dive Podcasting Network, featuring such shows as Backtracks, Aerosmith Revisited, uh, featuring myself and Scott Haskin. Backtracks Theme Music, featuring myself and John Mariano. The Ultimate Catalog Clash, featuring myself and Kevin Brown, talking uh, Bill Collins' era genesis. We're almost done to season one. 
uh, about ready to pick the band for season two. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, Kevin also does uh, the Tom Petty Project. Uh, I think they just did Learning to Fly this week, which is one of my all-time favorite Tom Petty songs. So go check that yeah. out. Uh, the aforementioned Seaside Pod Review with Kevin and uh, that motherfucker Randy Woods. Uh, the Cardinal of the Church or Go Fuck Yourself. Uh, Scott Haskin also does a show about Uriah Heap called The Magician's Podcast. We have Nate and John at The Deep Purple Podcast. The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered. Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul Joan David at In the Lap of the Pods. That podcast is wrapping up uh, before the end of the year here. So go check them out before it's too late. Uh, Andy and Mac uh, do a show called Hawk Binge on the band Hawkwind. Then you have Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast. George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast. Clay and Ryan North by South Podcast. That's Canadian music versus American music. Check that out. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What. Talking all things ABBA. No, I'm kidding. Of course, they're talking Megadeth. Quinn at and Volume for All. Sam, Nick, Stephen, Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast. Then we got the Chazerific shows. Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. Of course, that show is wrapped up, but please uh, catch up. Uh, on all their old episodes, especially if you hate your ears. Then we have Chaz and Chats at Rush Rash and Chaz and Wolfie at uh, Regarding Roger. That's Roger Waters. And that one will be coming up very, very soon. And of course, we uh, ask you all to support all of our friends in the podcasting universe, including You're All Doomed, a Friday the 13th podcast, the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast, the DLR cast, the Bogus Otis show, soon to feature one Sammy Hagar himself, Pot of Thunder, the uh, recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, Booked on Rock with the legendary Eric Senich, Dissect That Film, and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. <laughs> I would, you know, so I'm so glad, honestly, that today I am getting an album like this through my Spotify subscription that is very cost-effective versus... Where the fuck I was when I bought Lulu, when that piece of shit came out, and I had to put down money, right? And then I had to fucking own that thing, and then I uh, threw it out. It was, uh, well, you know, you I mean, come very on, angry. right? Yeah. Bought it in multiple formats. I was that angry. So anyway. But it made for a good podcast, so. It mean. did. But here, I'm not so angry. I'm kind of like, we're doing this more casually because, hey, you know what? It's, it's, as, a, it's on it's a cost-share basis. As intense as no. uh, regarding Lulu. Not as that was intense. intense. Oh, look at this. Look at my background. Ooh, nice. That was wild. I don't know how I did that. Look at this. It's doing all this shit. Wow. Wonder, wonders of Mac. Um, not, not worth Fun the money. Stuff. Interoperability, my ass. Anyway, um, Roger Waters. Why, Roger? Why? Why don't we just shut up now? I'm going to call it. You want to go grab some wings? Let's do it. Wings, wieners, or bananas? What do you want? What are you going to grab? Uh, I say wings. Ooh, all right, he's a wingman. Boneless. Until next time, we're going boneless, baby. Always. That's it. We'll be back. RRR6. Triple R. We out.